Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBCSportsCalifornia.com, brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's, a great place to go get a bacon cheeseburger, some French fries, a chocolate frosty to dip those fries into, maybe a cup of chili. Wendy's is is awesome. Make sure to hit Wendy's. Again, I am James Ham, your host, and uh, we've got a little bit different podcast today. We don't usually intro a podcast like this, but this is a special podcast because the legendary voice of the Sacramento Kings, Mr. Jerry Reynolds, uh, who's been on the telecast for the last 20 years and who's been with the franchise for the last 33 seasons in Sacramento, moved here with the team from Kansas City. He's decided to step away and take a different role with the Sacramento Kings. He, he's still going to be part of things. He's still going to do some some pregame and some postgame, but for the most part, He's decided to step away from being the full-time analyst on the telecast alongside Grant Napier. And this is a huge decision, and we're going to let Jerry tell his story. Doug Christie will not be on the podcast today. Typically, Doug is. But Doug is is going to take over for Jerry, and I think Kings fans should be excited about that. They should also be excited that Jerry Reynolds was able to step away from this on his own terms and really make his own decision on when and where and how he was going to do this. And uh, again, I've been friends with Jerry for a long time. I'm going to miss him. Uh, but he's still going to be around the team. Again, he'll still do pregame and postgame some nights. He'll do some radio work with KHTK. He's still going to be around. But he's not going to be that voice that so many people have become accustomed to on game nights. So let's get to Jerry Reynolds on his decision to to take a step down and no longer be the analysis piece to the telecast on Kings games night in and night out. Joining me is the most frequent of frequent flyers. Someone who's been on the podcast uh, between this podcast and the previous one. I don't know. It's got to be like 15, 20 times. Uh, one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people in the industry, Mr. Jerry Reynolds. JR, what's going on? Well, uh, quite a bit actually <laughs> you know but it's great to be with you it's great to be here we're uh, we're sitting at a pete's coffee in, in roseville you got some big news okay yeah you know it, it just uh, for me personally uh, you know I, I feel like this is the time for me to make a transition in my career such such as it has been uh you know that, that i just don't feel like that i'm have the interest or or the capabilities of being a full-time employee as much as I've enjoyed my time with the Kings, you know, and I, I talked to my wife, you know, we talked about it, you know, just as we were visiting about the kind of some interesting numbers, you know, I've been married 50 years this year, 20 years with Grant doing the uh, color analyst and then 33 years with the Kings. And I think they're all interesting numbers, maybe the 33 uh, being the number of Larry Bird, you know, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's a, a key that maybe it ought to be time to transition. Uh, but but for me, uh, I just think it's the right time, you know, and, and I've been so fortunate with, uh, you know, obviously John Reinhart, Medina Galakatronis, and, and David Coppett of uh, uh, NBC Sports California, you know, they're, they're really helpful and want, you know, want to work with me or to help me in any way to find something that I could do that would fit, you know, my the schedule you know which in my mind means no travel to speak of unless you know something for the team they needed and is a short trip or two I I could do that but the 10 12 days and and all that stuff I I just can't you know and we had discussed it a little bit is it 
you know, I am a 20-year diabetic, and, and honestly, the last year was, was, was tough on me. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not trying to work up a pity uh, contest here, but, uh, you know, it was a lot tougher for me to take care of my, my disease and, and all that. But the, as, as you know, I mean, when you're the late nights and the eating at different times and all that, and, and I have to, you know, taking shots when you can and all that. So I just felt, you know, those were, you know, some of the reasons because other everything else is just like, my goodness, what a blessing I've had getting to, to work uh, with the people I have, you know, the, I've enjoyed this team just about as much as any I've been associated with. You know, the players are delightful, easy. Coach and staff is great. My, my TV crew, and, and as you know, better as well as anybody, I of mean, course. you just can't find better people. I just uh, would miss them tremendously. So, you know, I think that it uh, they're very helpful. I think that we can find something that will – you know, keep me involved with the team and maybe as equally important for me as the fans because, I mean, I, I just enjoy the heck out of the fans. I know if I totally quit, I, I'd miss them a lot more than they'd miss me. And, and that, <laughs> I know that for a fact. So you're not going away, uh, but you're going to transition to something different, whether that be some uh, some radio, whether that be working uh, up with me on the on the broadcast uh, as pre and post, but something different. And, and what does that mean for the rest of the crew? What does that mean for Grant? And I guess, what does it mean for Doug Christie? Well, I, I, I certainly hope it means that uh, Doug uh, will have the opportunity to do exactly what he wants to do. You know, he deserves that. Uh, good guys, you know, and very and talented. And, and for me, you know, I do think from what kind of discussions it would tend to be that I'd be doing a lot more pre and post game uh, you know home games mm -hmm. and then maybe a few uh, filling in for Doug uh, um, as a color analyst if it uh, fit the fit oh. the schedule or maybe just a little have a little fun you know a little change up you know so I, I I've told him I said anything along those lines would work well or I enjoy doing the radio with you know Jason Ross is terrific you know you can't yep. if you can't get along with Jason you can't get along with anybody and uh so, so that'd be good, and, and obviously, you know, be part of it as far as with the uh, fan base, uh, which I really enjoy, whether it's meeting with season ticket groups and different things and speaking engagements. I certainly would love to do that. Now, we've, we've seen this play out a couple of times in the past where someone who's been in a position like yours for a long time, they decide, they, they decide to step away or somebody else decides for them to step away, and there's a backlash that gets a little strange. Uh, fans... Fans love you. You've, you've, you're an icon in Sacramento. Clearly, you've been with the franchise for the entirety of its stay in Sacramento. Um, but this is 100% your decision, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Mr. Reinhardt, uh, first of last year, offered me a, a long-term contract. And I told him at that time, no, I'll, I'll do one year, and then we'll see how it goes. I don't want to, to mislead anybody or misrepresent things, you know, in, in that sense. So, so no, I, I think, uh, you know, they've been great. And, uh, you know, they've been absolutely the best. And, you know, this is strictly my decision. And, uh, you know, they've given me the opportunity to, to change my mind a couple times. And, and, but, but I know it's the right thing. You know, I mean, Father Time uh, wins every battle. It is a monster, isn't it, Father Time? Uh, well, I love that you're going to still be around. Um, you know, for me, uh, the first year that I started doing this job was the craziest year probably in King's history. It's the the year of the first relocation attempt. Um, but I know that I came into the media room to have dinner one night, and it was one of my first, probably my first game covering. It was a preseason game 
I sat down, I started having dinner by myself, and you sat down with some people next to me. Um, and maybe two or three minutes in, we had made introductions, and next thing you know, I'm in a conversation with Jerry Reynolds in one of my first days. And personally for me, I want to say thank you because I think what that did, number one, it calmed me down, and it made me feel accepted in the room. Uh, but also, it kind of opened it up where other people saw that I was cool enough to talk to Jerry, so so <laughs> well, maybe a few more people would talk to me. Well, I don't know, but I mean, I, you've made your own way. I mean, that that's that's a bottom line every step of the way. But uh, you know, you know, it's as you know. I, I mean, I just think there's some neat people to be around, and and uh, as we both know, I mean, I think the fan base and I just admire them so much because uh, you know I get a chance to visit with them at games and different ones, and I wish I could visit with all of them because they they meant so much to me. You know, they kind of. Kind of, I wish I wish I could say they keep me young because they've been failed in that area. But but they <laughs> but they've but they have sure helped keep me younger, keep you fresh. Uh, and you know, I think that this is a moment where uh, the Kings are in they're in a building mode and they're they're building towards something. And I guess does it feel a little bit better? I mean, you made it to the new building. I've talked to you and Gary multiple times, Gary Gerald, yeah, about let's get to the new building and then we'll figure out what's going to happen then. But does it does it feel like you're you got two years in the new building? You made it to Arco. You know that the team is going to be here forever, and you might be leaving it in good hands. Well, I I, I think so. I mean, obviously the, the the building's fabulous, and and I think things seem to be uh, you know heading the right way. There's some big decisions to make. We know you know we can't uh, kid about that. I mean, going forward for this team to. You know, my last, you know, my last goal, quite honestly, I just would like to be around when the team gets to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that that might mark be a good time to mark it completely off, you know, (laughs) but uh, and uh, hopefully that's that's sooner than later. Um, I'm I was uh, doing prep work for this this morning. And uh, one of the first things I did is I I pulled up the um, the 2011 final game of the season, the uh, grand. Fans mm-hmm. are chanting Grant and Jerry. You and Grant are signing off for the last time. You both lose it. I'm This morning I'm sitting in my kitchen. I'm losing it, watching it again, knowing that I'm going to sit here and talk to you about this. Is that the defining moment for you, or is there something else that sticks out that maybe means more? Well, it's certainly one of them. You know, I mean, there's, you know, when you've been in the business as long as I have and with as many players and coaches and some really terrific teams and some very disappointing teams all that so but but certainly that was special because you know I mean I, I think we were fairly convinced that was the the end of the franchise in Sacramento and there's nothing quite yeah. like that you know and then to see you know in my mind all the achievements of some of the great players and, and really seeing the fans in my mind thought they would be cheated and, and, and basically dumped on was, was uh, tough to take. I mean, you know, for me personally, I, I was, you know, I, I could have moved on, you know, and, and all that. But, but, I mean, it just was like, wow, this, this is not right. This is not right on a thousand levels. Outside of that, is there another moment that sticks out that you just, whether you take pride in it or it's an oh-my-gosh moment for you, uh, you know, whether it be the 2002 finals or whether it be, you know, one of these other games, the the playoff games or a special moment, the Tyreek Evans three-pointer at the buzzer, you know. I, I think if there's one game that maybe I remember as much as any, and I know it would surprise people a little bit, there, there's maybe two. But it would be the, the, 
the second uh, playoff game in 1996 in Seattle. And Mitch Richmond just simply was fabulous, you know, and I was always so proud that I did trade for him, you know, and he dominated uh, Gary Payton and all that, you know, and they were a 64-win team, and, and that was just like, wow. And honestly, if Mitch hadn't got hurt in the, in the third game, I think we'd have beat them. I mean, they were ready to go. But anyway, so that, that comes to mind. And I'll tell you the other thing that I know would surprise people was the, like the, uh, a, a fandomonium game uh, kind of thing in, in the shortened season when Weber and Devots and Jason Williams were all there. And I just remember watching that and, and, and saying, oh, my goodness, we're going to be good and we're going to be we are going to be fun you know and I, I just drove home I always remember that it almost like you know when you're in a good mood it's like wow I, I didn't know it going to be as good as it was but I knew that th this team was going to be so much different for the, f the fans were going to get what they deserved a terrific fun team that was and obviously it still had to be built from there but yeah but yeah. you knew or at least I felt I knew that the, that it had turned officially turned I think I went to that, and it was the moment that you saw Jason Williams and the spark. He oh, just had yeah. a spark to him that changed everything. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, as good as, you know, and obviously the trade to bring Bibby was the right one and mm -hmm. made the team better, but but I don't think any player could have created the excitement or rookie uh, that Jay Will did and for a brief period. And, uh, you know, hey, he was. He was a unique talent and a unique guy and Many ways, not all positive, but many ways. <laughs> now, you're not just, I mean, you spent 20 years with Grant Napier. Mm -hmm. um, number one, what does it mean to you to have Grant as your partner for all those years? Because he's a different guy, mm -hmm. but you know him really well. And I think, you know, to know him well, you know that he's much different than the persona that, that you see out there. Oh, absolutely. You know, and actually, I spent a year with Gary Gerald. People kind of forget that my first uh -huh. year. Uh, so I worked with the legend there and he, he really kind of mentored me and uh, you know and tolerated me and uh, you know <laughs> helped me and I don't know where I'd have been without uh, without Gary and uh, so then then I, then I was with Grant after that and, and as you pointed out I mean people forget all the community service that uh, that Grant uh, does you know mm -hmm. he's really got a good heart you know under all that you know kind of New York bravado there's a little mushy puppy in there and uh, <laughs> but but, uh, but take it a step further uh in my mind at least i mean i i, I think he's one of the half dozen best play-by-play -play guys in, you know in america in sports i mean he could you know he could he's top of the line you know knowledge uh i'd always said when i started with him i thought i, I really my basketball acumen was far exceeded grants by but in the last few two or three years i'm kind of convinced he's passed me by but you know the guy the guy's uh He's terrific, and he's easy to work with. You know, I mean, people always say, you know, I think we are kind of a like an old couple. You know, we he's a hundred mile an hour, and I'm twenty mile an hour, and you know, New York and Indiana, and it kind of it, it kind of works. And you're telling him to slow down the whole time. Slow down, Grant. And I try. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. Grant's a hundred mile an hour. Now you're known for your incredible nicknames uh, and your catchphrases. I mean. Is there one that sticks out that, that you just love? You love saying, maybe maybe fans didn't even like it, and you just, I just love saying that one. I think uh, Bibblicious for Mike Bibby was one, one, of the, in my head. was one of the best, uh, you know, and I always liked the Brock Ness monster, you know, when John Brockman was with us. He wasn't obviously that good a player. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but he was unique in that way. And, uh, 
So the, you know, those come to mind. I, I mean, there's I always look back at the Tasmanian Slovenian uh, Bano Udrik, uh, <laughs> which I always remember that because he liked it, uh, but a couple of fans didn't. You know, they thought I was, you know, being mean or something. Off but, your but he loved, but he loved it. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, keep using it. So, so there's always some that. And I, you know, if a player ever came to me and said they don't like it, I, I would certainly stop doing it. You know, I mean, that's not. Stop. Did that happen? Never has. Never has. Never has. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna transition to something different, but you've got to work with Doug over the last couple of years. Um, what is what have you seen from Doug? Because you've seen him as a player. Clearly, you covered him as a player, but to see his transformation into the role that that it looks like he's going to be, you know, going into with Grant. Um, it, do you feel like you're handing it off to good hands? Oh, no question. I mean, you know, I mean, with the, the last few years where he's done games and, and obviously, the, you know, his work on the pre and post game is outstanding. You know, I, I think the one thing that struck me about Doug, you know, he does his job off the court just like he did as a player. He really prepares. He works hard. He thinks it out. You know, I mean, I, I'm not surprised by any of it. And uh, he'll get better and better, and he's terrific. But but he'll, he'll do what it takes to get better and better. So yeah, I know, you know, I, I don't have any qualms about that. And and like I say, he, you know, he's uh, Doug's proven himself, uh, you know, every every step of the way. Now, is this going to give you some more time to do another Jerry Reynolds Remembers book? Uh, prob I'd have the time. I, I'm not sure. You know, I've always said maybe you know after I totally retire. You know, two or three years, and it'll be Reynolds remembers everything. <laughs> and, and so I want to be, I want to be convenient. You want to be clear. Be, be, be clear of, of all human contact. <laughs> We've heard about these books. They don't always go over as well as you think, Jerry. No, no, well, I don't want to do a George Carl book. No, I mean, in all honesty, I, 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 I just couldn't do something like that. I mean, first of all, if I, even if I did Reynolds remember everything, it'd be an awfully lot of really great memories with a lot of terrific people you know I like I say I mean I I have nothing but good thoughts about the people I've worked for over the years you know whether it's been Bill Russell or Joe Axelson or Rick Adelman or Jeff Petrie I mean it's been great for me is there a moment out of all of those uh not as a at a broadcaster but with your time with the Kings it just there's just a great moment that I mean you've seen some bad ones for sure uh, and you and I have had conversations about some bad ones, but but ones that stick out that just just maybe warms your heart or or change your mind on something. That, that's a great uh, great question. You know, I mean, uh, there's been so many. I mean, I always think of some of the, the lowest ones. You know, obviously it was the Ricky Berry suicide, which was which uh, god awful. You know, god awful, and, then yeah. there, and Bobby Hurley's destroying his body and almost dying. You know, I think in the history of the franchise, those would be the two low points and 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 you know more so than any game seven thing yeah uh, but as far as just real joy uh you know i mean i'm probably like a lot of people i still remember the game five and the weber illegal screen and and the bibby big shot but big shot bibby was that's who he was yeah um all right well i don't want to keep you all day but number one how many jobs have you held with the Sacramento Kings? Okay, I, I came as an assistant coach. Uh, at that time, they had two assistants, and I was the first time they hired two, and so I was the number two guy. And then later, you, I was an interim head coach for a while, uh, uh, and then I went back to being an assistant with uh, 
Willis Reed, me and Willis were assistants with uh, Bill Russell. And then Willis left to take a head job and, and Bill got fired and I became the head coach again and, and I had one assistant. So I did that for a while and then I got a chance when Bill got let go as a you know general manager uh, to step up to director of player personnel, which I did that for quite a while until uh, basically I, I resigned that because I felt right or wrong that I, my advice wasn't taken on a few things and trades and things that I wanted to do for the team. And so, but fortunately, uh, Mr. Thomas uh, wanted me to stay and so, and help him hire my replacement, which was Jeff Petrie, which is probably one of the better things I did. And so I did that for a long time. And then eventually they wanted me to start doing TV as well as run the Monarchs and mm -hmm. director. So I had three jobs there for a while. And that was, that just about drove me nut, nuttier than I currently am. <laughs> <laughs> I was right on the edge there. Fortunately, the teams were so good, you know, the men and the women, you know, we had great teams with the WNBA and, and, and they were, and it was great to be around. But then the, the TV was fun to do, obviously, mm -hmm. because it was winning all the time, but it was year round. I didn't have a break there for two or three years. You know, you just go from Kings in the, into June to, the Monarchs into sept middle of September to the Kings into the training. Oh yeah, camp. yeah. You know it was so, so that that was it until just recently where where it was just basically uh, direct. I think the last four years has been strictly a, a color analyst. Uh, you know, and, and and that's been great. Honestly, it's been the best job I've ever had. You know, just just doing the uh, TV and working with Grant and you know you you hate to lose, but but it's always one of those things that driving home. Uh, time I'm home, I'm over it. Uh, you know, those other jobs, you know, it didn't work out that way. You know, and I think that's the nice thing about the job is that we go to work every day and we love what we do. And I, I think it's we're blessed to be able to do that, to have something that we're passionate about, that we love. I mean, I've got to do it for eight years, but you've got to do it for most of your adult life. Right. Uh, you know, you've been a basketball coach. Uh, and yeah, since I was 22 years old, you know, and the and junior college and everything so it's been a you know and that's why I say it's, it was you know for me it, it's it wasn't a tough decision it's something I know it, I needed to transition to and I have loved loved it it's been great for me never dreamed I'd have the opportunities and and uh, you know to still be able to have a role uh, with the franchise that's more than I could ask and and you know hopefully you know like I say maybe the team make playoffs and my health stays okay to where uh you know, could end on a totally happy ending. That's right. All right, so I just want to finish up. Is is there anything you want to say to fans? Uh, again, you're not going away. You're still going to be around, but it, you're not going to be around as much. Is there mm -hmm. something you want to say to fans um, sort of just to make sure that they know w the way you're feeling? Well, I mean, it's something that needs to be done, but as far as the fans, I mean, hey, I, I work for the fans. I mean, I understand I don't, the paychecks don't come that way, but, but I, I, that's the way I've always felt. I work for the fans, and I owe the fans, and uh, I'll always feel that way. It's been an honor and a thrill to, to get to know them, to work for them, and, uh, you know, I'll always owe them. And I, and I, and I know that when, when I finally step away totally, you know, I'll miss them far longer then they'll miss me, and that's the way it should be. I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think he, it, it is the way it should be, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think people are going to remember you forever. Uh, the incomparable Jerry Reynolds, thanks so much for sitting down. Uh, this isn't an easy conversation, uh, but I, I'm glad you're able to uh, to tell the fans what you feel and, and really, you know, you're going to go out on your terms whenever that is, but 
You're going to take a little step back here. Yeah, it's nice to be able to, and, and you know, it's like I say, the, the most, uh, I think, joyful part of it is I get to still see them, be around them, and, and, uh, and celebrate with them when uh, the team gets to the playoffs. That's right. You've been listening to the Kings Insider Podcast brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with Doug Christie and another great guest. Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.